This program is sponsored by Unidos US and Comcast. It's recorded in our studios located in Hollywood, Florida, USA. Hello everybody, welcome to our new season. Today we are here with all of you on our podcast. My name is Raisa and I'm working for Hispanic Unity. Hi Magali. Hey Raisa, how are you? And thank you for this very short introduction. And we also want to welcome to our second season of the podcast for citizenship from Hispanic Unity. We, uh, during the past uh, eight episodes, we were speaking about citizenship, we were uh, looking about the eligibility, we were speaking about the process, we were also very successfully um, produced a very interesting uh, podcast about the difference between the Oath of Allegiance, the Pledge of Allegiance and the Oath. But today, Raisa, we have a very special program where we are going to start to make a little introduction of what we call the perfect world versus the real world in and during your interviews. Yes, Magali, we had many questions from our students and our uh, applicants asking about new podcasts and the looking for information what they need to apply for their citizenship many of them they asking about their eligibility because if they want to become an american citizen they have to make sure they are eligible and i agree with you raisa such an important tool is just to be aware about every single detail uscis will be requesting for every single one of the applicants in order to obtain the american citizenship so we are and we also and always emphasize that only legal permanent residents can become american citizens what other situation or condition let's say that part of the eligibility is what in the n400 we can find raisa yes only talking about this and give instruction about this many of you make sure they will know if they are eligible or not if they are eligible you're welcome for our citizenship class at hispanic unity we will help you to prepare you to explain everything what you have to know to be successful during your naturalization process being 18 and older having five or three years as a legal permanent resident, having a good moral and character, also to have physical presence in the United States. Those are few of so many elements that will determine your eligibility to become American citizen. As per Raisa comment, always, always, you need to find support, from a specialist, from people who knows and understand the N-400 application. But not only that, Raisa, every time that we have clients sitting down in front of us, we are just perceiving the future success or not of these applications. Transparency. Be clear and not to avoid to tell the truth. If you lie to the American government, 
there are vast consequences in regards to your citizenship. And the most important moment to be eligible for citizenship, you have to have a knowledge of English. You have to speak and you have to understand and you have to read and write English. That is the very, very difficult and very complicated portion, part of your naturalization process. But if you have that goal in your life, you have to come to Hispanic Unity. We will help you and we will prepare you as we are here saying this again and again. If you need help, come to us and we will help you to improve your English, to prepare you and the, and your field about American history and about the system of the United States government. Lately, we observe uh, lots of changes in processing time for these applications. Hispanic Unity is very much in favor to myuscis.gov. Uh, we do like to work in the online system. And so those uh, applications that are submitted online are taking very short time to produce the American citizen. So what I mean is that once you send your application, there is no warranty that the process could be uh, taking place in more than five months, less than three months. It's going to happen. So always, always preparing is a baseline for the success of these interviews. Okay, we are here to help you. And let's start talking about your N-400 application because this is the first step during your naturalization process. You have to fill out your application. Name of that application, N-400. Let's go to work with your N-400 application. But but before we said that, Raisa, it's good to have everybody understanding that the exercise that we will do today is just like a like a like the comparison between the real world versus what we call the perfect world. The uh, previous podcast we spoke about the structure of the interview that haven't changed. All the time the officer will be going around the N four hundred, the C questions, the reading and writing. So you must be prepared for every single one of these parts of the interview. But what we pretend is just to go step by step and also explaining the reason why immigration is requesting information towards your name, for example, your addresses, etc., etc. So let's start, Raisa, with this one. Okay. And again, if you just speak English, understand English, read and write, that is not enough for you to make sure you are going to pass your interview. You have to have information. You have to have knowledge about all that parts what officer maybe will ask you during your interview, checking your knowledge about that part. Abs okay? Absolutely. Okay, let's go for your interview, Magali. Are you ready for your interview? Yes, I am. I am ready. 
Okay, but before I want to ask you a couple questions. Who helped you, Magali, to fill out your application? Oh, I went to Hispanic Unity Officer. They helped me with my application. Very good. Magali, uh, since you sent your application, do you have some changes? Uh, no, officer, no changes. Very good. Okay. I'm going to ask you many questions, and you have to understand my question and answer in English information what I'm checking of your N-400. But before, I have to put you under oath. Let's go for oath, Magali. Raise your right hand. Stand up. Magali, do you promise, do you swear to tell me the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So, help you, God. Yes, I do promise, officer. Thank you. Magali, tell me, what did you promise me right now? I promise to tell you the truth. I see. You're ready for your interview. Okay. Tell me what is your full, legal, current name. My name is Magali Alvarado Donado. Okay. Magali, did you use different name, other names before? Yes. What name did you use before? Magali Sofia Alvarado Donado. Very good. Okay, and uh, I would like to hear again, what is your given name? Magali. And uh, what is your family name? Alvarado Donado. Now, when you become an American citizen, you have right to change legally your name. Magali, do you want to change or keep or fix your name? I would, I would like to keep my name, officer. Thank you so much. Okay, again, what name do you want to have in your application, in your naturalization certificate? Magali Alvarado Donado. Very good. Okay, let's keep uh, going. What I think, Raisa, before we move on with the application, is starting this uh, part one, part two of the N-400 with, with the names. This information about you, the applicant, the person who's applying for citizenship. What is your name? That could be a very special question when we are not even close to understand or to know what is our name. Why I say that, Raisa? Because it's very common uh, during our citizenship classes, our students do not understand the question, what is your given name? Given name is not known in our community. But what if the officer asks you, what is your given name? And you don't understand that question. Then the officer will know that your English is still ongoing and you are not totally prepared for the interview. Also, there is another interesting question regarding and especially uh, observing females. So most of, of females that got married change the name. And so they forgot to mention the original name that is practically registered in your birth certificate. Always, always, when you have a different name than the one that you have in your social security number or your driver license or your passports, the N-400 in the page number two 
you will have the chance to disclose different names that legally you have been using. Legally. Because if I have a nickname, I don't think this is relevant. We have to be very clear when you are preparing the M400 application, your original name based on your birth certificate. Yes, Magali, this part, easy, simple part, looks like, but we have a lot of problem during uh, our classes asking these questions. Many students, they are very confused with their name, their names. And the green card, they have a little different names than in driver license and in social security and certificate of birth. And that is make very big, huge difficulty to understand what is their name. There is especially vocabulary, like given name, middle name, maiden name, or family name. Usually, officer during their interview, they don't use first name, last name. They can after help you to understand question, but you have to ask for that help. If officer asking you what is your given name, and you don't know, what means given name, you can ask for help. You can say, excuse me, an officer will rephrase that question. An officer can ask you, what is your first name? And if officer will ask you, what is your family name? And you don't understand what means that family name, your father's name or your mother's name, you can ask for help. If you say, excuse me, officer will rephrase this question. An officer will ask you, what is your last name? That makes more easy. But again, in your application, you have these words, given, middle, maiden, and family. One common mistake that is always taking place during the interviews, it's about other names you have used since birth. Most of us forgot and you assume because you're not in your original country, you are in the United States. Oh, all my documents in the United States are like this. So always, always, if the officer asks you if you use other names, you must be certainly clear that you are using your name since birth as one of these differences that probably is reflected in the M400 application. My original name is different than the one that I have now because I got married. And because of that, so then I adopted the last name of my husband. That is a very common mistake, Raisa. And the officer, they can ask you one, two times or three times. Remember applicants, you are under oath. You need to understand the N-400 application not to fall in the first, very first mistake when the officer asks you, do you or have you, uh, have you ever used different names? And then you go immediately, no, 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 no. Then at that point, you're lying to the government. You need to know what is your original name. And so, please, you need to say it. You need to declare your name during the interview. In our class, we know how to ask you to figure out if you used before different name or that is only one name what you have here in the United States. We are asking, what name did you use in your original country? And many times we can hear different name 
the name what our applicants using here in the United States. And we are asking, why did you change your name? Why did you use different names in the United, in your original country and name what you have now in the United States? And many times students, they say, oh, here we don't use a middle name. Here in the United States, people, they have only one last name. And I just change. You cannot change your name because that is must to be only by court under judge. If you did that during your uh, process to become a legal permanent resident, it's okay. But if you just did by yourself, that is completely wrong. I agree with you. So everything is about attention. We have a very interesting concept that we work with every single one of our students. And everything is about precision. As more precise you are with your application, better results you will have at the end of each one of those interviews. When you are inconsistent, when you start the interview and you start just with the first mistake, have you ever used other names? No, 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 no. Just because they were in your original country, those names are in your original country. Basically, you brought a birth certificate and that birth certificate is part of the records of USCIS. Despite you are not using your previous maiden name, doesn't mean that you haven't used that name. So please, please be clear, be precise, be consistent, understand your M400 application and the names that you have used in the past. But Raisa, before you go, let me set something that I like here. There is a very important chance for applicants to change names. Most of these uh, benefits of citizenship um, are basically part of the fees that the community is paying for this processing of M400. So if I want to change my name, I can't say it during my interview. And so during the dialogue that we have in this perfect uh, world, with you and I, I said, no, I don't want to change my name. But it happens that a lot of women want to change their name. And by surprise, Raisa meant to. So if you want to change your name, you need to be clear what is the name that you want to have, because from now on, your name will be legally changed in the United States. What are the consequences of changing the names? This is a responsibility for you also to know that once you have your naturalization certificate under your new name, you have to notify every single institution where your previous name used to be before. So if I want to be called Jennifer Lopez, as I always joke in my citizenship classes, it's okay. CIS is not going to question why you want to use that name. As a matter of fact, they understand and they say, okay, that's fine, no problem. But then you need to notify the social security, driver license, to your banks, to every single institution where your name used to be as it used to be before. Because now on, you change your name. 
Yes, as you said, Magali, we had little portion of our interview about uh, part number two of our N400 application. I ask you only three or four questions, but sometimes that portion, part number two of your N400 application, officer have to ask you many, many, many questions until he is clear. Names what you had before, names what you have now, exactly name what your given name, if you know how to spell your given name. And of course, if you want to change your name, you have to make sure you know how to spell that name. And you have to make sure you clear you want to change your name. If you don't want to change your name, that is okay too. We can spend hours here in this uh podcast speaking about names. We advise you that it's a very interesting part of your preparation for citizenship and to find somebody that will be able to listen to you, somebody that will understand what you're saying and so to have down in your M400 the right information regarding your name. 20 minutes passed by Raisa. And it's always a pleasure to be here and to have the company of all these people around the world that are able to listen to our podcast. Thank you very much to be with us and welcome to our podcast new season and we'll see you our next podcast. Absolutely. Bye. Wherever, I, wherever they are, we are hoping to see them very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.